They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Not crazy. This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that doesn't always do April Fool shows. When they do, they involve the death of Hitler. This is Hysteria 52. You couldn't fool your mother on the foolingest day of your life if you had an electrified fooling machine. Broadcasting from the upper fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, I'm your host, John Goforth, and with me as always on this trip through history, your co-captain, Brennand. History! I love history! Something happens, then later, something else happens. So sequential! Thank you, first guy, for writing history down! John! We're... We're... <laughs> Why is Brett's voice to you just screaming? <laughs> also, are you going to do this a bunch? <laughs> John, we're in for a history lesson today. We talk World War II, the fall of the Third Reich, and the death of Adolf Hitler. <laughs> yes. Turns out not everyone thinks he died that faithful day in 1945, which begs the question, who of all the supposedly dead folks out there do you, Brent, think really still might be alive, or at least didn't die the way that they reportedly uh, died? You mean who's still living on the moon with Tupac and Elvis? Right, I, right. I, I don't know. I, I probably believe all of them. Good call, uh, Mr. Ham. <laughs> but uh, except for Paul Walker. I mean, really? Uh, but the one I find the most intriguing is James Dean. Some people say that he didn't die in the car wreck, but was severely disabled. Uh, you'd have to believe in the awesome power of movie studios to actually cover that up. But it's it's interesting. I mean, one witness even said they saw Dean in the passenger seat. Uh, that's the seat that wasn't destroyed. I got to I got to disagree. Everyone knows Tupac is still out there churning albums. I mean, I just got his new album, Isis, the other day, which he recorded in 1994. <laughs> I mean, it is fire. No, but seriously, they, they even Dave Chappelle did an awesome sketch on this. I don't know. I just like the, uh, the the idea that he's like, ah, deuces, I'm out. I'm going to live a good life somewhere. I just hope none of them died. It's all so, so sad. That other voice you're hearing is the third host of the show, the one and only Conspiracy Bot. Seabot is a robot I built to help host, edit, and research this show. In essence, to give us a better show. And you know what? We're all proud of him. That's he does right. a great job. Aw, thanks, Brent. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you. Both of you, really. You do a great job and work hard on this podcast. The hard work really shows. It just makes me want to party. Speaking of partying, Brenton Seabot, we got guests, two guests, two class acts, one of them a recurring champion of this show. Yes, one of our most frequent guests. We love having him back. He's always welcome on this show. Goes without saying. You know who it is. You know him. You love him. Mr. Joe Peck. Joe, welcome back. I was so excited you were joining us today. I, I had the guest room made up for you. Uh, I just want to make sure was everything comfortable, everything to your liking. It was, and and thank you so much. It's it's a real nice uh, B&B you guys have going here. <laughs> um, I was really glad I could make it, you know. Um, 
as always, I, I turned my schedule upside down in order to be here um, to accommodate <laughs> the two of you. I've been so busy with with all of the business that I do, you know, a lot of business. Business. <laughs> yes. Business. Yes. Adult things. Lots of business. Absolutely. And we got someone else we're here with us, Brent. Uh, yes. Yes. Joining us in the upper fourth for the first time, Mr. Ian Minton. Ian, thanks for joining the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to be here. Ian was um, luckily at our last stop of the train. He had one of those will podcasts for food signs out. So we're going to we're going to give this a shot. Yeah, hey, why not? Yeah. So we got him half a turkey sandwich <laughs> and uh, literally <laughs> and we're going to give this a spin. Hey, He's got to do a good job to get the other half. Yeah, that's true. I don't know Sog. if I could stomach another half of that. <laughs> the first half was terrible. By the way, back to the question of who's still alive hanging out on the moon. Have you ever noticed it's only ever celebrities that might still be alive? Like, no one's like, hey, my Aunt Susan uh, saw her at a gas station in Roswell the other <laughs> yeah. day. Like, I, think, oh, I don't think eating, she was really dead. Yeah, but that would be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. an idiot. <laughs> that would just be so crazy. Wearing sunglasses. <laughs> I think some of his programming is getting messed up there. No, John, well, that, ha, one, ha, that ha, one ha, ha, rude. Yeah. You see, by you didn't mean that, did you? We're all glad you guys could make it. I'm going to grab a tea. Anyone need anything? Uh, I mean, I can I, use some Earl Grey. Uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, so, uh, some nice chamomile would be great. Yeah. Oh, my God. I live for chamomile. Yeah, I could use some uh, Granny's iced tea. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So, yeah, Seabot, thank you very much. Without further ado. I think it's time for a history lesson. It's let, let's get into it. Yeah. Brent, All right. If you will, let, let me tell you, let me give you a history lesson before we can talk about Hitler's death. We have to talk about the events that led to it. The events of World War Two that led to that fateful day. So the year is 1945. The walls are collapsing in on Hitler and Nazi Germany. Many will argue the beginning of the end of the Third Reich was actually much, much before that, uh, went, after Hitler went after Moscow, essentially in a T-shirt and flip-flops. Second World War, Russian front, not a good idea. <laughs> Hitler never played Risk when he was a kid. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I've never heard awesome. that clip. It's I haven't like, either. <laughs> build up a Papua New Guinea. That's what you do, and you go in from there. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Eddie. Thank you, Eddie. Yeah, but... But it wasn't just about invading Russia in the winter. It also came down to resources. From June 22nd, 1941, the day of the German invasion through the end of the war, there was never a point at which less than two thirds of the German armed forces were engaged on the Eastern Front. Yeah, that's that's uh, staggering, to yeah. say the least. Maybe he shouldn't have bit that one off. Yeah, right. Yeah. So then on December 7th of 41, the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. And that brought the U.S. into the war. Some like to say they woke a sleeping giant. Yeah, sleeping, I've heard that. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, that was a that was a problem too because uh, that brought in the growing military might that was the world's biggest economic superpower already at the time. Uh, the U.S. involvement boosted the Allies' arm-producing capabilities significantly. We'll let you guys kill yourselves. Well, you start killing us. We're going to step in there. I'm just going to let you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the line right in the sand. Yeah, yeah, right? The red line. The, the, red, red, the red line. That's the red line is. is killing us. Don't forget, Brent, the resources we learned he was spending in Antarctica, building the secret Nazi UFO base in New Swabia, uh, uh, New Swabinland, or then the additional resources he spent getting to the entrance of the hollow earth after they got down there. Plus, don't forget all the Wunderwaffs, time travel bells, ding, ding, ding. I mean, you can't. 
Well, that's why it was fortunate they had the Nazi bell to create unlimited resources. Unlimited power! Sure. I mean, that is, that's a lot of resources. I like to party. You know, what's worth mentioning in all this is, as all this was going on, Russians were, were really, really slick. They had a different type of railway. Well, literally system. oiled like, up. Actually, they had yeah, a different type up. of rail, railways. They were really slick. Yeah. They had a different type of railway system than the rest of the world used. And they pulled all their resources way back away from Germany to stay out of the range of their long range bombers. So the, so as the Germans came in, their bombing runs were useless on on the Russians because they couldn't make the distance to where their factories no. were manufacturing. Freaking Putin, yeah. man. Yeah, he's, the Russians. He's so smart. The Russians he started were early. <laughs> yeah. The Russians were literally manufacturing their weapons in the mountains. Yeah, it was yeah. it was way far out of range. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they were brilliant. And I mean, who who doesn't make their best AK forty sevens in the mountains? And everyone knows AK stands for automatic kill. Right, right. Yeah. You just point it in the general direction. <laughs> Wait, no, I sprays out enough seven point six twos. I yeah. thought it stood for Arkansas. Oh, yeah, he's right. Actually, that oh, checks. Yeah, that checks that's, out. A, that's only once it reaches the U.S. border. Oh, okay. In the rest of the world, it's it's all, it's known as automatic kill. Yeah, yeah. That, that all checks out. <laughs> so fast forward to 1945, where said walls were closing in. Hitler is running out of supplies. We're coming from the west. Stalin is coming from the east. By March, the Western Allied forces were crossing the Rhine River, capturing hundreds of thousands of troops from uh, Army Group B. The Red Army, meanwhile, had entered Austria. Both fronts quickly approached Berlin. Strategic bombing campaigns by Allied aircraft were pounding German territory, sometimes destroying entire cities in a night. Yeah, yeah. Entire cities. And then you caught Berlin just happens to have underground the giant bunker with Hitler just waiting it out. Sitting in there. They had lots of pedways. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they literally, they did. Bell. They, they had a Taco Bell down there. I mean, that's really all you need. <laughs> that's true. It was basically the same as the James R. Thompson and Center in one Chicago. one bar. One bar. They weren't giving up, though. They, you know, they, they had that whole uh, fight to the last man mentality. Yeah, no, they were, they were putting, I mean, the first few months of 45, they were putting up a fierce defense. But they rapidly lost territory, ran out of supplies, and exhausted their options. In April, Allied forces pushed through the German defensive line in Italy East met West uh, on the River Elbe, April 25th, 1945, when Soviet and American troops met near uh, Torgau, Germany. Yeah, at the same time, the Russians were on Hitler's doorstep, literally, in Berlin. The war was over, and unless the Nazis did some sort of, I don't know, wonder weapon, Wunderwaffe, Wunderwaffe! Yeah, unless they deployed something like that, it was going to be lost. Hey, now- quick question. What was his doorstep like? Like, was it like, did he have a wreath on the door? Like, were they all kind of gathered around? With, Actually, like, I saw now, I, I don't, a I can't say it in German. It was made of red mercury. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had a, a really nice, uh, it said, welcome. I, I mean, I'm picturing all you enter here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm picturing like the allies standing there, like with like earmuffs on and like one of them's holding a bottle Five of wine like, <laughs> yes yeah, god bless all the inner here unless you don't have blonde hair and blue eyes <laughs> unless your name is hitler then it's okay yeah. and woe be it unto you if you don't take your shoes off because yeah. ava was a stickler for that <laughs> yeah, we were talking about these wonder wa- wonder weapons brent and this isn't that episode and, and either way they didn't use them because they lost. That's or, true. Or at least they didn't turn out the way they wanted to when they used the, them. The, uh, the red mercury wasn't flowing. Or weird on the weird tangent 
because they went into another uh, time stream. Either way, we're doing okay. Yeah. But uh, he was presiding over a rapidly disintegrating Third Reich, so he had to uh, he had to retreat into his Führer bunker. Yeah, that was what I was talking about. That giant <laughs> underground bunker. What is it about German German words? They just they're so blunt. They they're just so call fun. it exactly what it is. Yeah. It's a bunker for the Führer. It's a wonder weapon. And, but then they say it really, really. Um, uh, loudly and um, uh, uh, I don't know if ugly is a word uh, I that I would use insistently. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe let's, maybe we shouldn't shit on the German people. <laughs> I'm not. I had. I, I was talking about the language, no, not the people. Too, right? <laughs> That's their language. I'm talking about the language. Well, leave it to John to get sensitive about things. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It begs the question. It begs the question because I've heard a lot of people from. I've heard a lot of people from other countries saying that our language is sloppy and disgusting. I mean, and here I, we are. Criticizing I, yeah, I know the way I John Goforth chew on it is gross. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're just jealous. Yeah, right. I mean, they don't understand American exceptionalism. Spoken <laughs> like a true American hero. <laughs> it was clear to the Nazi leadership that the battle for Berlin would be the final battle of the war in Europe. Berlin was bombarded by Soviet artillery uh, for the first time on April twentieth, Hitler's birthday. And by the evening of the 21st, the Red Army tanks reached the outskirts of the city. The next afternoon at a situation conference. I'm Wolf Blitzer. You're in the situation room. Thank you, Wolf. Uh, Hitler suffered a total nervous collapse when he was informed that the orders he had issued the previous day for the SS General Felix uh, Steiner's army detachments to move to the rescue of Berlin had not been obeyed. Right. So Hitler launched a tirade against the treachery and incompetence of his commander. His outburst culminated in a declaration for the first time that the war was actually lost. I see about that was actually a good clip to play there. We 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 use that clip all the time. Um he was actually in that movie talking about that situation. Right, right. <laughs> Hitler announced that he would stay in Berlin until the end and then shoot himself. And later that day, he asked SS physician Dr. Werner Haas. Werner. Dr. Werner. Werner Haas about the most reliable method of suicide. And Haas or House suggested so that House. pistol and poison method of Did combining. That good old pistol and poison yeah, method. Combining that, that, know that dose of cyanide with a gunshot to the head. So by April 27th, Berlin was cut off from the rest of Germany. Secure radio communications with defending units had been lost as well. The command staff in the bunker had to depend on telephone lines for passing instructions and on public radio for news and information. Right. Then we go to the 28th of April and BBC reports originating from Reuters was picked up. A copy of the message was given to Hitler. The report stated that Reichsfuhrer SS Heinrich Himmler had offered to surrender to the Western Allies and the offer had been declined. <laughs> nein, 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 nein. 
I love the idea of just that, that word decline. Like, mm, interesting offer. I'm going to go ahead and decline. decline. Yeah. <laughs> We're Allow good. Me yeah. To, yeah. And I'm like picturing them like sliding a paper across a desk, like in like 80s movies, how an <laughs> o- job offer gets made. He's like, I think you'll find this counter. a nice round number. <laughs> yeah. It's just a zero. Yeah. It's over for you guys. Decline. Yeah. <laughs> We just like to we just like to close the loop on this. You know? <laughs> Hitler, uh, he wasn't happy. He ordered the arrest of of Himmler and had Hermann Felglein, Himmler's SS representative, Hitler's headquarters in Berlin, shot. So he ordered Himmler arrested, but the representative, we're going to shoot him. Yeah, right, right. Um, uh, so Hitler then got a report that the Russians were preparing to storm the chancellery. This report, combined with Himmler's treachery, prompted Hitler to make the last decisions of his life. <laughs> well, at least of his Führerdom. So after midnight on April 29th, Hitler married Ava Braun, Brown, whatever you Brown, want to in a small civil ceremony in a map room within the Führerbunker. And afterwards, Hitler... Führerbunker! <laughs> Hosted a modest wedding breakfast with his new wife, Ava Brown. That bitch must have loved to brunch. I mean, think about it. You're literally about to swallow some cyanide, Yum. but we're gonna have this wedding brunch. That's she, that's brunching hard. That's German brunch. She's and she's thinking, how do I prolong this a little yeah. bit longer? Do they have unlimited mimosas? And, and, uh, unfortunately, that was the pro- that was the true downfall of the whole thing. They accidentally forgot to delete unlimited in front of mimosas <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the menu. They said she ruined it because she kept taking a bite and going, mm, "This is the worst." <laughs> worst. Oh my god! Pun intended. Oh, John Copeland <laughs> ringing the noise. That was today. awesome. Hitler's Hitler's sitting there. Oh my god! There she goes again. Can someone? Please take the mimosa away from You're her. Such a lush. <laughs> so, so then he, he he literally takes his secretary, uh, Trottle Jung, to the uh, to the room to dictate his last will and testament. If she's going to be like this, I'm just going to go ahead and and do my last will and testament. Now, in a lot of the shit that I was I was reading, the people that were in this bunker were just. It was like a sex orgy. Everyone's fucking and being stupid and doing drugs and all this shit. And if that's to be believed. It's easily believed to me that they're just like, well, you know, shit's going down. I mean, he uh, does have a sweet mustache. (laughs) So during this time, Hitler also learned that his buddy, his ally, Benito Mussolini, had been executed by Italian partisans. He was literally strung up by his heels in the streets and then thrown into the gutter. Hitler swore he would not be made a, quote, spectacle of in the same way. So he... Uh, he wanted to make sure that if he was going to kill himself, that he would be right. dead. Right. Um, he expressed doubts about the cyanide capsules and that he had received through Himmler, Himmler's SS. So to verify the potency of his capsules, Hitler ordered Dr. Werner Haas to test one on his dog, Blondie, who died as a result. That's terrible. Why kill a defenseless puppy? No, <laughs> I know, Seabot. I know. So tender. Yeah, he, he's... he's uh, He's he's a lover, not a fighter. Right. Now, as Russian forces advanced closer and closer to the Führer bunker, uh, Hitler had some decisions to make. Namely, what will they put on his tombstone? What do you want on your tombstone? Pepperoni and cheese. Not that kind of tombstone, Seabot. <laughs> so, so we're in the hours leading up to Hitler's alleged demise. John, why don't you tell our intrepid listeners the official story? All right, so here is the official rundown. So this is considered canon. <laughs> in the official story. This is one George Lucas is, is selling you, so to speak. 
By 1 a.m. on the 30th of April, all forces that Hitler had been depending on to rescue Berlin had either been encircled or forced onto the defense. Late in the morning of April 30th, with the Soviets less than 1,600 feet from the bunker. You think, is there someone with a tape measure? You out think there? if you were, <laughs> if you were 1,600 feet, you could just go ahead and push on through? You, I mean, uh, you would think it's a mile. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, no, it's, it's way less than a mile. Yeah, yeah, I could make that shot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I could literally, with the right gun, I could make that I shot. I think I could make that shot with a baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, when you said I could make that shot, I thought you were talking about like a football. <laughs> Well, if he's got one of those nerves. I thought you were talking about a basketball. (laughs) I I had no idea. We got Hitler uh, having a meeting with General Helmuth Wildling, the commander of the Berlin Defense Area, and he told Hitler that the garrison would probably run out of ammunition that night, and the fighting in Berlin would inevitably come to an end within the next 24 hours, meaning you're out of options, buddy. So Hitler, two secretaries, and his personal cook had lunch Mm. After which Hitler and Braun said farewell well, to members lunch. of the Führer Bunker staff and fellow, Bunker! fellow occupants, including uh, Bormann, Joseph Goebbels, and his family, the secretaries, and several other military officers. And around two thirty, Adolf and Eva Hitler went into Hitler's personal study just to talk. Mm-hmm. Several talk, several yes. witnesses later reported that they heard a loud gunshot at approximately three thirty. And after waiting a few minutes, Hitler's valet Heinz Linge opened the study door with Borman at his side, and Lynch later stated that he immediately noted the scent of burnt almonds, which is common observation of the presence of Prusic acid, the uh, form of hydrogen cyanide, and they found two lifeless bodies on the sofa. Hitler sat sunken over, blood dripping out of his right temple. He had shot himself with his own pistol. Ava's body had no physical wounds, and her face showed how she had died, cyanide poisoning, the Fuhrer is dead. Because everyone knows that when someone poisons themselves with cyanide, you can instantly tell from the look on their face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it, melt, it melts you. That, that's it, that's it a given. You. Well, I think the it's, look it's on her burn. face was was horror that you're the Fuhrer. Why do you have a futon? <laughs> <laughs> so he's dead. In accordance with Hitler's prior written and verbal instructions, the two bodies were carried up the stairs to ground level and through the bunker's emergency exit to the garden behind the Reich Chancellery where they were doused with gas and burned. And then SS guards brought over additional cans of gas to further burn the corpses. And it was later They're just not burning enough. And it was later noted the fire did not completely destroy the remains. As the corpses were being burned in the open, where the distribution of heat varies, they covered Everyone up the re- knows they, that. they covered up the remains in the shallow bomb crater. The end. Time to go to sleep. Everyone knows that you get a bunch of trained SS officers together. There's no way three or four of them are going to be able to get enough gas or be smart enough to burn a couple bodies to actually get rid of the remains. Well, and what's weird, too, that they I don't think we, we said here is the Russians were right there. So I can almost burning. Yeah, Rome was yeah. burning. They're right just there. they're yeah. throwing them out the door. And while the Russians are like taking pop shots and trying to get yeah. to them and shit, the Russians grab these bodies very quickly. They these bodies, these two that they threw out uh, ended up in Russian hands. So. Uh, I can see, but yeah, you're right. Like, how much gas do you need to burn a couple well, bodies? Supposedly, I thought... I from, figured there was something that Brent would probably know. I'm sorry, Ian, go ahead. I, I, I thought from reading that the Soviets, they had uh, skull and jaw fragments. <laughs> yeah. That, well, that's one of the... We get in, we'll, we'll get into that after the break. We, they... they they might have skull and jaw fragments. Oh, it's never, right. It's in the same uh, museum sure. with the Yeti and Sasquatch right. yeah. uh, hair. You know, I, I just don't buy it. He's alive. Or he lived. I, I just don't buy it. 
Show over. Got roll credits. <laughs> Nailed it. That's why we brought him in. Yeah, he's itching. He's I'm hungry itching for that. So that's what happened to Hitler, or at least that's what they want you to think. When we come back, we get into alternative versions of the story. Did he live? If so, where did he go? And did he take a UFO to get there? That's Spoiler alert, the, yes. That's after the break on Hysteria 51. <laughs> Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone. We actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they design it for long-term retention, you know. It, and yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm -hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value. And you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use. And we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term. And uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now. Right now, get now. started for very limited time. Hysteria Fifty One listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. How much? Fifty percent. Visit Rosetta Stone. Dot com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're 50% oh. off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off. RosettaStone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text, 
delivered on the nation's largest 5G network, and you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I'm Brit Hand. I talk during this song. I'm Brit Hand. I talk during this song. Have you guys noticed that I, John Goforth, I don't know if you have ever noticed, have no visible bulge in my pants? Like, I question if I, John Goforth, even have a penis. Is that weird? That's weird. That's not weird for me to talk about it because I'm John Goforth. <laughs> feel like, feel like something might have hit a little too close to home there. Not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I got a balls right now. Speaking of hitting at home, Stacy uh, beats me. I just want to get that out there. Stacy beats me. <laughs> and she says I'm not enough man for her. He's so he's so angry right now. It's hey, phenomenal. He's hey, so angry right no now. one talks to John Goforth like that. Boy, you sound like Brent right now. Yeah, it's really weird. It's really weird. I didn't. I never noticed how John is almost as petty as Brent. It's almost. It's almost. 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 It's almost. angriest over the smallest things. Yeah. Nation, we are back, and there are problems with this story. There are problems with the official story of Hitler shooting it's himself. It's the official story that doesn't make any sense. I know, I know. I, I mean, it came from it came from uh, the Russian government, the the U.S. government. It came from well, governments no. uh, worldwide. The British government. How could there be problems? Right. But when, there are. When the Russian and the U.S. government collude on things, we all know they're nothing but correct. And, also true. And, How can you truthful. not believe your government? <laughs> like, come on. It'd be like not you're, believing the Catholic uh, Church. You're Jeez, putting please. me on. Come on. <laughs> oh, oh, go uh, forth, bringing it. Strong. Oh, go forth, Ma- Jim. Made a Brent joke. Ugh. <laughs> uh, all right, so there's no point in talking about alternative outcomes if he, like, perhaps he didn't die and maybe went somewhere else if the original story is true. So first, let's talk about possibilities the original story isn't true because there are definite problems with it, with the evidence that the official story is based on, and it starts with the story itself. A vast majority of the narrative we just went through all originates from one British intelligence report based on German eyewitness statements. That's it. The final report was written by Major Trevor Roper, a, a professional midi- <laughs> a professional medieval history professor. And uncle of of uh, Mr. Roper from Three's yeah, Company. Company. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he, he spent the entire war trying to decipher uh, German messages. Why would the British and- have a college professor write the report on the death of the world's worst criminal? Not a detective, not the military police. Yeah, and, and the thing is, it was largely based on statements given to Soviet interrogators by these Germans who go, uh, yeah, he's dead. 
And then uh, we threw him on fire, and he didn't know what he didn't do. What we're supposed to do when you get lit on fire? Stop, drop, and roll. I mean, that su- stupid son of a bitch. Why not? He's dead. Why not? He's dead. I say. So <laughs> don't don't try me for war crimes. He's dead. Many of the statements were later retracted. Roper said that he he actually spoke with the witnesses, but the witnesses said no, no, we just spoke to the Soviets. Right. Uh, who knows? But in the words of Dwight Eisenhower. There is every assumption that Hitler is dead, but not a bit of conclusive proof that he is dead. That is saying something right there when the president goes, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's essentially we don't know. So we're just well, taking he was, your word. He was for general it. at the time, John. He was general <laughs> at the time. He's president in my eyes forever. Fair enough. Uh, another problem with the story? <laughs> Russians. Oh. The damn Ruskies were always making things complicated. If you can't trust the Russians, who can you trust? Anyone else. Oh. Uh, for those for those of you listening, someone's you been reading not... their Snapple caps. <laughs> <laughs> for those listening, you might not realize the largest uh population of listeners to Hysteria 51 are Russian. That's true. That's true. Let's they, not piss any of them. In Chicago. Off. They're, they're in the Ukrainian village area yeah. of Chicago. Ironically. Ironically, yeah. But, I mean, another thing, like, they're always making everything complicated. Nothing's ever simple with them. So, oh, yeah, here's well, a one, story. One thing simple. Vodka. That's true. Vodka. Uh, vodka. God bless their souls, too. Between the end of the war in 1945 and the fall of the USSR in 1991, Soviet authorities put out so many contradictory and self-refuting statements about Hitler's death that some of it must have been conscious disinformation, which you think you look back on that and you're like, what? And now you look at Russia and you go, yeah, OK. Oh, that yeah, that, that, ma- that makes sense. But, but yeah, war, they posted yeah, it on yeah. Facebook, right? Right. The pictures of the bodies. (laughs) At one point, Harry Truman asked Stalin to his face, is Hitler dead? Stalin's response. What do you say, Brent? Uh, No, no way. Oh, I'm sorry. And yet after initially claiming that Hitler was dead and that they had the remains to prove it, the Soviets then put out word that they didn't have the body and then accused the British of smuggling Hitler and Braun out of Germany. Now that kind of goes against current reports. We're like, oh yeah, we do have the body, and it's a woman. And that that that's that's the problem with the Russians. They also even uh, accused us. They accused the Americans of taking him during Operation Paperclip, which we, you know, hey, we'll take your science. We took everybody else, yeah. but we didn't take Hitler. <laughs> well, the, the, the Russians eventually settled on this version of the story. Okay, shortly after the fall of Berlin, Soviet soldiers came across two charred bodies near the Führer bunker. Uh, the bodies were believed to be that of Hitler and Eva Braun. Uh, Brown? Braun? Brown! Uh, thank you. Uh, the Soviets took these bodies before Allied troops could confirm the identities of the corpses for themselves and keep the discovery a secret. They then buried, dug up, and reburied the same remains over and over again over the next several days. Eventually... Gotta keep your guys working. <laughs> there's time to lean, there's time to bury a Hitler. There- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that was good. Wow. Go on. Eventually, uh, they, they decided on a... Uh, a spot uh, an hour southwest of Berlin, uh, uh, a German town called Magdeburg, where they uh, they they went ahead and buried the remains, and they and and they those remains stayed there until 1970 when they came back and dug them up one more time. Right. So the star of these remains is a skull fragment that allegedly belonged to Hitler. Unfortunately, kind of like what I was saying earlier, the DNA testing was done on it in 2009, and it found that it was a woman under 40, not a man over 50. 
So the Russians say, you've had that happen before, uh, haven't you? <laughs> that's Bolshevik. <laughs> See what I did there? Yes, and it was hilarious. But no problem. We still have Hitler's jawbone, and it was confirmed by his personal dentist. So there's that. Although no one else has yet been allowed to examine it, and I'm sure no coercion is going right. on. No way no. The Russians didn't do coercion. We, so, yeah. we all know personal dentists are so credible. Yeah, that's <laughs> nothing's true. more oh, trustworthy. Oh, for I sure. Know, I saw the whole nine yards. The other thing worth mentioning is uh, Hitler did have body double. Yeah. There was uh, a few different things. There's a picture that has been discredited. Obviously, they say it's a dead Hitler. It's a it's a dead German soldier that has the pencil mustache with a bullet in his head. Lots of Russians taking their picture with the dead body. Some people say that that was one of uh, Hitler's body doubles. Other people say that the bodies that the Russians found there, they were a, a woman and a man that were supposedly Hitler and Eva Braun. The problem being that it was they actually got the body doubles to kill themselves while Hitler escaped in the night. Who knows? But that's that's uh, a theory. I'm down for that. But I, I got to tell you, I've seen, I, having seen bullet wounds, headshot wounds up close, it's not. Yeah. I mean, you don't you don't have a recognizable head when you get hit in the head with a bullet. It's just not like you see in the movies. Right. There's, right. There's, we got to put this thing back together again, yeah, Humpty yeah. Dumpty style. You know? Well, I mean, is that uh, to play? Is, is that true? I mean, they said it was a Walter PPK. It's a small caliber. It, it points so sometimes at his temple. Sometimes if they're small enough, it'll bing around inside your skull and it just come out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, twenty two. Yeah. That's what yeah. the mob used to use. But I mean, I I looked in this and made some notes. It was a PPK seven point six five under nine millimeter, but. What it really has to do with is the amount of gunpowder that's in the in yeah. the shot more than the caliber of the round um, to create uh, what is it a a a, a, a force an, a force and impact yeah and I'm I'm convinced that that uh, there would be not a lot left to to mm-hmm. to. to, to to recognize yeah and like you said exit wounds if it does come out is always blow out yeah instead of like yeah. the hole that goes also out. a great movie but oh my god those so were good. those that were <laughs> those that were loyal enough to hitler to be allowed in the fuhrer bunker no for sure what happened but could they have been you know loyal enough to provide a cover story for his escape hell yes they could have he was the fear of death yeah well i, I mean, mean for crying out loud you know so let's pretend we're gonna play pretend time here he Whoa. lived and this is the big one. Everyone goes, well, you know, everyone loves the, the story because it feels good. He's dead and all this stuff. But then you start looking into it and you realize that at that time, the world outside of prying eyes of Joe Schmo, but the military and the it's government stuff. Peck. <laughs> um, <laughs> you they that. thought he was, that pro- was funny. There was a once in a while. They thought that there was a very good chance that he lived. So if he lived, where did he go? What happened? Well, the first option is the most the most popular option, and and that is Argentina. It was the most popular place for Nazis to flee, mostly because Juan and Eva Perón were kind of known Nazi sympathizers. And, oh, I thought it was because of the gorgeous beaches and mountains. Ipanema, come on! <laughs> Holy crap! From Ipanema, go to Argentina and look at the swastikas everywhere and the Nazi propaganda to this day that is in all these small. Go and look towns. at the blondes with blue eyes. Yeah. Right, like for crying out loud, they the DNA there, is everywhere. They went there in droves. <laughs> Literally. They went there in droves. For God real. bless their souls. Just look at the people that were found there. Uh, prominent individuals. 
individuals like SS leader Adolf Eichmann, infamous concentration camp doctor Joseph Mengele, making it out of Germany this way. I mean, it didn't seem impossible that their leader had also made it out, thus fueling plenty of Hitler death conspiracies. As such, it's only natural that many people would think Hitler would flee to South America. In fact, a book released in 2011, Grey Wolf, The Escape of Adolf Hitler, which I have if you guys want to read it, Ooh. it's fantastic. Said Hitler fled to Argentina with Eva Braun to live off the gold the Nazis had stolen from other countries and sent to Argentina on U-boats, which we know went to Argentina. We do, but I question why they would. De- I mean, it just doesn't seem reasonable. Why would they need to send gold there? I mean, just take the gold from El Dorado. It's already there. <laughs> great point. Does, I mean, this for a second there, I was apart. like, Joe, why are you arguing this? This all is common sense. Apart. <laughs> it's a great point. What, now, one of the claims is that the gold was sent to several countries, mainly Argentina. And the theory states that he went on to live until the age of 73, dying in 1962. It also states he had a mansion, which was out in the middle of nowhere, and that he and Ava had two daughters once in South America. Uh, the theory is also aided by known U-boat land you mentioned before in Argentina and the known FBI investigations into Hitler being in Argentina. Yeah, you go back and you look and they were hunting Hitler. Well, they, they released uh, they were forced to release. I think it was when uh, they released JFK documents. Yeah, yeah. It was found yes. in those JFK documents. Yep. Uh, one of one of the documents, uh, they were talking to a known SS uh, trooper, Citron, Citrone, something mm. like that. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hitler was down there. Yeah, uh, I, here, here's a here's a picture of me with him, right? And you can look it up online. There's looks a like old of, Hitler. It, it does. I, it looks like I old think Hitler. very credible. And if you watch opinion. like like hunting Hitler and stuff like that, they go and they go to the places where the, supposedly these mansions were, and it's in the middle of nowhere. And you find that they have like water power plants running it, and there was there was like inlaid marble tiles, yeah, and monkey things. butlers, like it was <laughs> paradise. <laughs> Paradise. But all joking aside, like this is something that like your yeah. normal person wouldn't have there, and they were living it up. Someone in the middle of nowhere, and then the other thing is, you go and you talk to the Argentinian all people. The, all the all the servants had blonde hair and blue eyes nowadays. <laughs> it's it's just weird. But you go, you talk to the numerous yeah. people there, and they're like, "Oh yeah, like I went out on record and said I I I saw him right after the war. We saw him. We saw him. <laughs> we played pinochle. Well, I mean, he's like he is in he was vacation. A known <laughs> Even as far back as 1945, journalist Johann Steele wrote that Argentina is teeming with unmolested Nazi war criminals. And that's just sad because they need to be molested. I was going to say, yeah, I was still trying to make a point that, like, why isn't anyone molesting these guys? <laughs> and since then, many people have spoken of their sightings. In summer of 1945, 15-year-old Catalina Gamero was living with the Eichhorn family when... Finkel is Eichhorn. <laughs> When, who were known, who were known supporters of Hitler. Right. And years later, she recalled that a man had stayed with them. She both recognized and was informed by Mrs. Eichhorn that he was Adolf Hitler. Gomero went on to say that she had memorized Hitler's voice during her four days that he stayed with the family because he was so fascinated by her presence. And according to her, Hitler had continued to telephone the Eichhorns until 1962. Another That's a hell of a statement. Yeah. It's, uh, it, but I, you gotta wonder, uh, was it like all these white boys look the same? <laughs> like That's a great question. I mean, there was a lot of German dudes that, or ran were they saying sounding German, or were they telling the children, "Oh, that was yeah, Hitler we're, we're, trying we're, to make it sound more yeah, important"? When right. we're talking about like compounds that have their own energy-producing kind of kind of uh, setups, 
I mean, that the the amount of wealth that it takes to set something like that up. That's, that's what I was a, saying. Like, these are people, and it, he's staying with these people. He's staying with these people because they are moving him. It's almost right. like an underground yeah. railroad. It's yeah. not like it's well, downtown Buenos Aires. Like, yeah. you know, I don't where, think anyone's like, arguing that there were high level Nazi right Nazi soldiers, SS members in Argentina, no. living off the wealth. Of the Nazi Empire. No, we're making years, the case for, for years and Hitler. Years, yeah. years to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying that that wealth could also have been paying for a high-ranking member that sure. wasn't Hitler. Absolutely, it, it, yeah. could, it didn't. Absolutely, yeah. that's reasonable. Well, that's Absolutely. why we're that's why we're talking here. Right. Of course. Yeah, if, if, of course. if it wasn't, then we wouldn't have you. a show, would we? Right. Right. But, exactly. But, I mean, guys, we the world doesn't have a conscience. Like we had their German scientists working here in the U.S. And, I mean, a lot of our scientific development. Yeah, that's how we got the. That's how we I got mean, the V two. And when for, you read like Project Paperclip, and they talk to these people that are involved, they say the stuff that was going on in Germany didn't stop there, and the horrible mm-hmm. shit that they were doing just came to America. And we go, well, you've been doing it. Eh, we're gonna turn a blind eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, you're it's, already it's, going it's to hell. To say you know what? The United States cut a deal. So that hit, it, it, maybe we got a lot of really bad people that were in Germany, but we said, okay, Hitler, thanks for all the information. Thanks for giving us these guys. We'll leave you alone. And it, it very well may be fair to say that he, we just left him alone. He, and I mean, he, the, the great tragedy in it all is American soccer still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we took the scientists, but not the soccer players. <laughs> Big miss. Uh, so uh, in Argentina, another known supporter of Hitler and the Nazi regime uh, was Ante Pavlik, who escaped from Europe following the war. While working as a carpenter at Pavlik's building site. That's the Nazi carpenter. <laughs> the cup of a Nazi carpenter. Yeah. Uh, Hernan Anson witnessed several meetings between Hitler and Pavlik in the early 1950s, according to him. Other people who claim to have seen Hitler during this time uh, say his mustache had been shaved off and his hair was considerably grayer. Anson also stated that the former leader of the Third Reich looked ill and in distress. Well, and that's all not to mention that Juan and Eva Perón, as you stated earlier, were Nazi sympathizers. Mm-hmm. I mean, yikes, dude. That's that's a known thing. See, Don't cry so for me, Argentina. I got Nazi bullion. You, you, literally. So so that's Argentina. I look at Argentina and I know there's we're gonna get into others. It's just so ripe with so much crap. That the Nazis were dumping Possibility. there. Right. You know, and, and we know that even the Argentinian people were like, yeah, they brought so many U-boats here. We scuttled them and like used like pieces of U-boats yeah. and things, yeah. you know, and there's. Oh, and there was one that was leaving Argentina uh, at the like at the, after the war had officially ended and they stopped and like, why are you here? No reason. No, nothing. I got, yeah. uh, by, by the way, this isn't conspiracy. This is all These are documented. Facts. Yeah, facts. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the other thing is, too, like when you look into the people that grew up there. So the children that were children in the 50s, they were brought up as Nazis in Argentina. Yeah. They went to these schools that were these backwoods mm. in the middle of nowhere schools. Like you said, not, it's not in Buenos Aires. It's out in the middle of nowhere. And they're taught that. Hitler all, is the good guy, and then so it's and like it's this. like Trump County, USA now. Yeah, today. yeah, right. <laughs> we all know that we, Buenos we, Aires was wiped off the map by the bugs. Well, uh, yep. Raise your hand and pour yeah, pour one right. out. Right, right. But uh, yeah, we're gonna that. get that brain bug one of these days. We'll get the brain bug. NPH is gonna help. <laughs> it's so fascinating because not not for this show, but before, like you know, um, I read you know Gray Wolf, and I was 
watching these shows and stuff, my dad really fell in love with, you know, hunting Hitler and, 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 and all these things. How much of it isn't conjecture? It is really yeah. truth. It's incredible. Like that's yeah. oh, that's yeah. what blew my mind. That's the point I was trying to make before. I was trying to agree with you guys, other than the fact it was Hitler. Like all of this stuff is fact, except the part that we're arguing is whether Hitler right. actually made it. Yeah, there we or know. Not. I'm just or like high level scientists, high level yeah. intellectuals. I just think it's yeah. so funny because the conjecture is it's still all these people are going. No, it was Hitler, and they don't even hide it. Like you go there and the people now they do and, and a lot of these people and it's the old people, these old Argentinians that like held on to those beliefs and they'll go like, well, you can't go look in my basement. And then they go and they look in the basement and there's tunnels and hideouts and stuff like that. It's you funny know? you say they don't even hide it. I was watching I was watching one of the documentaries about uh, and it was from a few years ago. This guy has since died. The last remaining person that was in the funeral bunker mm-hmm. uh, was Hitler's uh, bodyguard. Yeah. Uh, he was 27 at the time. I forget the guy's name. Doesn't matter. Doesn't doesn't deserve it. Have his name said anyway. It had like Not four so. H's in it. Ten bucks sure. uh, says it had his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this asshole is just sitting there going, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw his dead body. Oh yeah, you know. He's changed his story numerous times. I mean, just a complete dickhead." My question, maybe I'm just naive, but if you're a known Nazi that was like so Nazi that you were in the Fuhrer bunker. What, what the hell are you doing living out your life just chilling, doing documentaries? Right. Shouldn't you be in a gulag somewhere? Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. I, <clears throat> well, that be- that begs the question, like, Israel spent a lot of money publicly tracking down some really nasty, dirty freaking people. Yeah, it was great. And, 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 and I just, I wonder what type of secrets Mossad and the U.S. have mm-hmm. historically as far as like, around yeah, this. what did they go? We're going to put the you guys can know this, and we're keeping yeah. these tin yeah. behind yeah. our back. I mean, yeah. why? why yeah. And, and I guarantee you, the United States would have pre- pressure on Israel for that because Nazi hunter was a job yeah. for a yeah. very oh long yeah. time. Oh like, my god, it's yeah. just now kind of fizzled yeah. out because well, they're dead. Yeah, but Nazi hunter. This is a place where Israel does not fuck around. Yeah, you don't want yeah. to fuck with Israel. Yeah, well, dog, dog, the bounty hunter's dad. Was, yeah, yeah. Was, was dog, dog, the Nazi. Hunter. It was wolf, wolf, <laughs> the, wolf, the the Nazi hunter. I mean, that's just another way to say the spoils of war. Really? Yeah. Every every country that that garners something after a war ends holds on to it for themselves and they don't tell other people. It's just true. What we lose in the fire, we'll find in the ashes. Right. And, and they, that's always, it's always been that way. It will always be that way. They're not, they're not going to volunteer. Look at all this awesome, off- uh, look at all this awesome information that we got from, <laughs> from these folks. Uh, it's, it can really help us, but we'll just go ahead and share it with you too. Countries don't do that. Yeah. They, they hold yeah. on to it for themselves. And yeah. I mean, especially if you're Israel, you just got a country. Like literally, as a result of World yeah. War II, you they now have a country. They were so paranoid back then, too. As well, they should they couldn't, be. They, I they, mean, they, they they didn't have a. They were people without a home for years and years yeah. and years and years. Like they're they're like, yeah, we gotta we gotta watch out for ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> they were very defensive back now, then. Yeah. The other thing is Argentina. I kind of got us on a diatribe there. Argentina isn't the only place. Brent, what's another place that uh, kind of is? On the map for for where he might have been. Spain. Right. And I wasn't too familiar with this one. Now, this one doesn't... We don't have near as much detail on this, but it is a theory that is out there. And there is a little bit of a paper trail. It's interesting. Yeah. It's a very interesting story. So in this theory, it's believed that Hitler escaped to Spain on a plane that was helped by General Franco. The claim comes from the form of Franco's driver, who stated that on the night of April 30th, uh, 45, he was sent to pick up Hitler at the Madrid airport. Another conspiracy involving Spain comes from a Venezuelan man 
who says Hitler made it to Spain and then later died. He believes Hitler was buried in a cemetery in Galicia uh, in the northwest part of Spain. Now, the big part of that is they know that uh, one of the last planes like out of Germany went there and there is at least an interesting amount of, of, of talk that he could have been on said plane. He had access, things like that. And it would make sense that if you're going to get him out of there and people that were involved in said, yeah, uh, he came in. Now that's not to say they didn't fly him to Spain. He got on a U boat, which was one of the things and then, and went, then to went to Argentina yeah. or somewhere else. But they were just like, that's one of the last times. And then the people acting in his place was, one of his said body doubles and things like that that they kept around in the Fuhrer bunker just for Fuhrer bunker for presentation. So, so you're, you guys are saying in this in this conspiracy in this theory here, he was taking public transportation to a so public airport. So it's really interesting. So they they the, searched the L. when you come, <laughs> they actually so to get to this airport they would have to have had underground tunnels. Well, it just so happens that they searched and there are blocked off underground tunnels that come within like a hundred yards of but, but was he on a flight with civilians? No, no, no. no, no, no was, uh, okay, okay, okay. And and there was actually a pilot who claimed until their death that they had flown, flown Hitler. Hitler yeah. Interesting. But All right. there was also another pilot who people say that Hitler was on that plane and that pilot right. said, which was more credible. And that pilot said, no, no, that never happened right. until their death. The, the point the of problem a- with these theories is that they all intertwine and intersect. The point that John made a minute ago about that's not to say he didn't get to Spain and then take a U-boat to Argentina. All of these theories intersect and intertwine. You, that's the hard part about doing these shows. You can't just go, here's theory number one and here's how it goes. Right. Right. Can, can we, can we agree that back then there was radar? Probably not. Yeah. Can, can yeah. We, but, yeah. but right? Yeah. So we, we also know there's air traffic control, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the military has well, radar was optics. brand new back. Then. It was, but they, but also there was top secret there that we, we know that the technology that's yeah. new is old, right? Yeah. So, so let's think about this for one moment that the allied forces are surrounding Germany at the time that you've got massive amounts of equity invested in, in the region and knowing what's coming and going, right? Cause, cause without, without communications, there can be no command and without command, there can be no control. So we're to believe that a flight leaves this area and the allied forces don't know what but it's they, on it. Well, they, that's hard so, to believe. The flight 100% happened because yeah, they have the document. Did happen. The it flight did. did. Yes. But no, the flight. In other words, so in other words, the U.S. the the government that had to have been cleared. That flight had to no, be cleared. No, it didn't. No, no, no. The passengers. You have to it. remember that you have two converging forces on the same city. The, we talked about before about the Russians and the Americans converging on the same city. They don't know exactly what the other one's doing at all times. A plane, one small. Two, we're talking about a two-seater plane, yeah. one small two-seater plane taking off and flying away in the in in the midst of all the bombing that is still going on with two the two chaos. All right. and two here's the war thing. machines converging one of them on was with two war machines converging on one city, one little two-seater plane taking off. I that's not that that's not that hard to believe. And the, that's that's Star Wars. The there are two droids on the plane pops out. Let it go. There's no life forms on board. The, <laughs> the manifest for one of those planes was Hitler's belongings. So they were flying out his stuff. Oh, no kidding. Oh, yeah. And that is, they know that that was his stuff. Interesting. That so, very interesting. and then they're yeah. like, and the other part of the manifest was him. We just didn't put that on there. So it's just a, that's, there's I, some, I could buy that as a leg. There's to some the papers journey. to it, you know, and stuff like that. Did Fluffy make it out? The <laughs> one. Was Fluffy on the plane? The one that I think is the most important 
We've researched it. We can Ad almost on we can show? almost say for sure that he wound up here. And uh, you know, fuck that hole. He died. You know, in '62, he's probably still there. He went to Antarctica. No questions asked. <laughs> I no. gotta hear this because this is new for me. <laughs> so the Nazis, all joking aside, all joking aside. They really did extensive research in Antarctica, right, yes. Brent? It, it really is true, and it's another reason they were low on resources for the war. A lot of people believe that one of the reasons they lost the war was all of the interesting diversions that... that Dowsing rods and the spear destiny and, and, and Antarctica. All the occult stuff that Hitler went after. Is it possible if Adderall had existed and wait, been wait, rampant refer- back then? Rephrase that. Could, could it be? Could, <laughs> could it be? Uh, if... if if they'd have the same access to things like, you know, hyperactive, uh, whatever, you know, yeah. like research that we all had in the 80s when we were kids, if somebody had just given Hitler some He'd just Adderall, been a no-name painter that died in a German now. We'd all be German now. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. I, I went a run different way on yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> if somebody if he wasn't every five minutes going, it. ooh, something shiny. <laughs> Wait a minute, time Squirrel. travel. <laughs> Get one-third of our men on that. <laughs> so so we know for a fact that when they when they arrived in Antarctica, that they called it New Swabia. Yeah, New Swabian land. Yeah. This is true. New Swabia. Mm-hmm. Here it is. This is ours. They planted a flag. Now, some people believe the true purpose of the mission uh, was to was to build a kind of last resort bunker where all the top officials, all the top Nazi officials would go if shit really went bad. Now, here's the problem with what you're saying. It's just the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. <laughs> then we're going to get to that. Oh, Hitler and his friends escaped John, Antarctica. You made, a, you made a Brent joke. Oh, John. Uh, John and, it, or, I'm sorry, Hitler and his friends, uh, pardon that, that slip there. Hitler and his friends escaped there. And that is only so that they can use that on their way As a to the hollow earth. Mm-hmm. Because everyone knows the Aryans are in the hollow earth. Yes. It just, it's one step down. That's like uh TSA pre-check. You know, but you go you go to do Swabia, you get your uh hollow earth vaccinations. But don't forget that also at that base they were building Nazi UFOs and they were well, going they, they, I mean they were just those, slapping no, those, Nazi symbols on the Aryan no, UFOs. They were building their own UFOs because they had that technology and that fleet of UFOs was called the Last Battalion and they were going to they were going to reemerge and start the Fourth Reich with them. But they didn't need to because uh they had 800 foot mastodons to cook cook up for their people down in the earth and altimeters they got lost oh, well, you know you need an altimeter nothing, if you're going down there nothing better than medium uh, or a master they get in there and they meet who's the guy it was it the ruler the master the, uh, the i don't i don't remember. i don't I, I feel bad that i don't remember because that's important might as well have been valiant thor and he's like you know what adolf I'm going to, I'm going to give you a seat here. And if you guys have seen the uh, documentary, it's short. It's only like 15 minutes, but it's really good called Kung Fury. You'll find out <laughs> that Hitler, uh, is a time traveler. So I mean, it's known. It's known. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, John, in our very first episode, we talked a, uh, we talked about the Americans coming after Hitler after the war ended in Operation High Jump. You mean Operation Turntail, get your ass handed you and leave and blame it on Rear Admiral? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Were we clearing out New Swabia? Um, I think that we were just checking. Did you make it okay? How was Argentina? You ready? <laughs> and uh, glad, glad you made it here. We're going to leave you alone Is now. Is there anything you need? Yeah. Can, yeah. We, can we get you a sandwich? Don't Half worry sandwich? about the Half battle battalion. <laughs> Don't worry about the battle battalion I brought with me. Uh, nothing to see. You are a worthy opponent. Yeah. 
Well, Rear Admiral Bird mm-hmm. uh, just thought, you know, uh, we're good. We're good. Yeah. I've, I've seen enough. And uh, yeah, he came in. He said, "Hi, I'm Rear Admiral Bird. This is my human army. I mean, army. No. Don't don't mind them. <laughs> yeah. These are my shock troopers. I call them the Swordlow Men. <laughs> For a nominal fee, you too can be a shock trooper, fellas. <laughs> that's Antarctica. While we're ninety nine percent sure that's true, we're not one hundred percent sure it's true. The 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 takeaway that I hope that you little uh, listeners will take from this, and we've done a lot of joking, we've told you a lot, is contrary to what you've read and you've been told in in school books and stuff, the world powers that be, the U.S. government, the FBI, uh, the other governments, very much thought that Hitler probably did not die in his bunker that day, and they took this theory of him making it out of there very seriously. And I'm saying this because I I just saw someone had posted conspiracy theories that are the stupidest shit you could ever hear. And, you know, this was one of them. And I thought, well, that's not even that's not a conspiracy theory. This is just a theory that the U.S. government had. So I don't this is not something that's a leap of faith. By definition, him dying that day in uh, in April of 1945 is a theory because it cannot be confirmed. Yeah. Oh, we oh ain't my god. Found shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and I hate the word conspiracy theory. I, I throw I've used it, but I, I hate that but word. It, it, it's it, two it words, least, Ian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Joe. Thanks. Yeah, uh, con- conspiracy about you cut his mic, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also, now who's not allowed back? <laughs> all joking aside, you're like, always welcome on this show, Joe. <laughs> oh yeah. JFK. You look into it and you go, they don't teach that the government thinks that he was actually, you know, assassinated, like outside of the norm. Hitler, the U.S. government thought that, oh, yeah, he probably lived. And these are those things that just when I started to get well, into they, it, it kind they, of they blew my mind. Probably they said they, he looked in, they looked into yeah. it and they took it very, they took it very seriously. They didn't call it a conspiracy. Yeah. Thing. But I, I think a lot of those people at that time were like, eh, I think he's probably alive. Yeah, at least that's the, the the shake out of it in my mind well let's speaking of your mind let's get into our thoughts uh why don't you start well I, yeah i kind of yeah. am telling you i i absolutely with what's on paper uh i believe he probably did not die in the bunker that day i think that argentina is a very viable place and and realistic thing could he have flown out to spain i, I think that puts kind of a nice bow on it uh, as in realistically he sent his shit out and that's a real easy way to smuggle him out Get him on a U boat in the suitcase. Yeah, oh, blow me out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like in Game of Thrones, and he's poking his shit through a little hole in the side of it. <laughs> so yeah, no, I I just I really think that Ooh, like, it's tight in here. You don't want him to be alive. You want the, the the this evil person to have died, and unfortunately, realistically, he might not have. And I think that's something that um, we need to take the pretty bow that we put on oh and he died and we beat the evils and go maybe he didn't and maybe we really need to get to the bottom of this ian you had some interesting thoughts like what do you think what's what's your thoughts on you know i i gotta say this like in life i think when you when you're talking about massive and i mean massive amounts of wealth mm-hmm. that, that existed from from the german takeover i cannot believe in my mind that a person of such power as crazy as he was went out the way that uh, that the story tells it right, and I think that uh, I think that one way or another he ended up most probably in Brazil. The U.S. government colluded and helped it 
But I, but I, and, and so I, I think that, um, in the long and short of it is that I most definitely believe that it's a naive person that, that believes that Hitler died. And that, mm-hmm. that when, when, when we're, we've been led to believe that he did and history tells us that he did. But, uh, but the, after that, my, my guess is Brazil. My, my true gut says Brazil. So you think the U.S. helped Hitler get out? I think without a doubt, without a doubt, had we had the mission of killing Hitler, that we would have done it. Um, there is no doubt in my mind that we would have been able to, 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 to do that. I think that the, it may be, you know, frankly, maybe, maybe just we turned did. a blind maybe eye. We did. You're maybe, saying that maybe they just turned yeah. a blind eye or, and let him or maybe we whacked him. Maybe we killed him quietly or, or, and, and, and just didn't make it public because of the, the story that we, we got told. him on a ship and then put him to a, uh, a, a water grave yeah, burial. Yeah, yeah. yeah we gave him yeah, send him, over, send him over the edge of the yeah, flat. That sounds familiar. With, without a doubt, he survived. Yeah. How he met his end, I don't know, but I do believe, I mean, it's common sense, guys, because of the culture in South America. I, I just don't believe that Hitler would have given up the way he did. Right. I believe that he would want that story to be told, but I don't. I don't believe that he gave up. There's so much money. Yeah, nobody throws away trillion. I mean, we're talking about back then the B word. Yeah, there were billions yeah. of dollars involved in this. Mm-hmm. You can't believe that's back There's then, billions of dollars that are still missing that we have. Yeah. No, oh my yeah. god. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Swiss bank accounts. The, the, mm-hmm. all, the, all that paper trail. Yep. The, the, um, so, so that I, so I think that because of that, that type of money commands a lot of head, it, 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 money corrupts. Yep. People well, turn their blind eye. I mean, I might turn the blind eye to a, a, a cool <laughs> B. Here's a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Can I fly through here? <laughs> Gee whiz. Joe, what do you think? It's interesting. I, I feel like I've, uh, somehow channeled the typical John part <clears throat> of the show of, I, I'm the I'm the guy who kind of I don't think I agree with everyone else. I'm reminded of, and I'm going to paraphrase it. I don't know it, you know, word for word. The old Sir Arthur Conan Doyle saying, "When you strip away all that is is untrue, mm-hmm. whatever's left, no matter how improbable, must be the truth." I agree with pieces of what each of you has said so far. You know, especially like Ian, what you just said of like if the U.S. government wanted to kill him, we we, we would have killed him. Come on. Like they, they, they were decimated. No the, the U.S. and Russia ruined Germany. Like we want decisively. I also agree, you know, John, with what you were saying about the whole concept of it is 100% factual that the U.S. government was saying at the time, among all the other allied powers, we are open to the possibility that he did not die this way. Right. And they investigated it. I really am just left with the belief that it is likely that they did absolutely investigate all the other possible things that could have happened. And the fact that we have never heard a word of them finding him in Argentina and killing him or that, oh, yep, he had gotten away and that was a body double and he was on a boat somewhere or whatever. I just think in this case, this one's unlikely that we aren't just left with the simplest explanation, which was it really did go down the way that, you know, the stories generally were told it went down. I guess we're going to let Brent as the most important member of the team here, <laughs> bring us home. Oh, I appreciate that. And take you, me home, Brent. John, you're too kind and certainly not true. I, I, I do want to address one thing that you all said that I, I do want to disagree with. You said, if we wanted to, the U.S. would have killed him. I don't agree with that. We've been on our march uh, since Normandy to Berlin, and we were trying to get there as quickly as possible. We just we weren't there yet. 
And if whether I'll get to whether he escaped or whether I think he escaped or not, but it's not like if we had wanted to kill him five days Gone. before, yeah. Yeah, it, we, we could have. Uh, we just we couldn't have done it. The one thing about Hitler that you have to remember is he was so planned and orchestrated in things that did not seem planned and orchestrated. When you watched his, think about his speeches. Uh, I'll give uh, I'll give you an example. Um, he would always start speeches like he was kind of meek and timid, but it was all planned because he had given that speech a thousand times. If if he was teaching a class, let's say he was teaching a, a college class about I don't know chlorophyll. Today class, I'm I'm going to tell you I don't know about chlorophyll. Chlorophyll, more like borophyll. Kill him! Shoot him now! He said, take him! Take him away and shoot him! Anyway, uh, I'm going to tell you about chlorophyll. It's a wonderful chemical that helps in the production of plant food. Now, <laughs> now, fast forward about 20 minutes in that same speech. And that is why chlorophyll will help the Third Reich become the best country ever. And it is the best chemical ever. I can see the flops. I, I was just going to say, I love the red face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you do that. Fantastic. Fantastic. That was perfect. And, that's that, and, and then he does that speech four times that day. And he starts the same t- timid meek way every time mm-hmm. he knew exactly what he was doing and so when you when you hear he about, was a great orator he, he was a yeah. great and he was a great actor and yeah. and orchestrator and so when you hear all of these stories about uh, he sat down with his doctor and talked extensively about the best way to kill himself the man had a pistol on his side if he wanted to kill himself he just shoot himself in the head he's not going to yeah. have 13 conversations yeah. about about but these are all great stories about, uh, to to set all of these little mind little little mind ticks in everyone's mm-hmm. head it it was all orchestrated all of this story is orchestrated now i believe that all of this story was orchestrated so he could escape he had no intention of dying in the funeral bunker <laughs> uh, he had no intention of dying but the question is was this micropenist pissant, this waste of human space? And that's actually true. He did have a micropenis. Micro uh, was he able to wriggle out? The reality is that the U.S. was right there and, and, and well, almost right there. And, uh, and, and, uh, so was Russia, Russia yeah. literally was right yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. So no matter if he had these plans or not, could he actually escape? I'm, I think there might be a third story here that no one knows and that they tried to. And just just like everybody else got the shit bombed out of them and just like in the fields of, of Germany got blown up, got shot and just another ger- dead German. And I, I, I don't think he made it out of Germany. I, I really don't. I think that all these stories, I, Joe, I actually agree with you. I think that uh, it's really someone in- please uh memorialize this. yeah right Brett, write it Brett, down Brett yeah. just agreed with Brett me. just agreed with you we've got we've got four or five like really good stories from argentina and and it fits it fits really well that the the germans a ton of germans went there there was a lot of german wealth there they were sympathizers absolutely but wouldn't there be a body when he died wouldn't somebody like there there's just there's something's missing from it yeah. and and for that reason i don't think he shot himself but i think he died in germany yes. the for, so, the 40s and 50s were not the 1840s and 50s correct like, no we didn't have social media but but we knew stuff we knew stuff right we had yeah. we had cameras so that's our opinions what do you guys think hysteria nation how can they tell us brent they can hop on hysteria nation just go to facebook search hysteria nation 
and while you're hopping on things, <laughs> go to uh, go to Facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod or on Twitter at Hysteria51pod. Also, don't forget about our Patreon. A big, big thanks to our longtime Patreon supporter who just upped the ante yeah, a little bit. There you bit. go. There you go. Ray Walden. Yeah, thank you, Ray, very much. Very, uh, we, very much. We really appreciate that. And if you want to be on this show, you can leave a voicemail. What's that phone number, John? 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. John, we have a new voicemail. We do. We have one. We're going to play that for you right now. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Will from Riverside, California. Uh, you guys are doing a great Rally, job, a great show. Uh, that's every week. I'm just waiting for the new episode. I called once, and I remember the you played my message. It got uh, cut for some reason. But my thoughts, favorite episode, C-bot. the Mandela Effect. Why? Because nah. most of the things that happened in, that you guys were talking in that episode happened to me. Fruit Loops, Double O, oh. um, the Monopoly guy, the Monocule, Kane, Top Hat, yeah. and a few other things. Um, that's one of my favorite episodes. It blew Double my o. mind so bad. Uh, Voynich script awesome awesome episode uh what happened to joe by the Quincy way was on with us. it sounded after the break sounded like he was speaking from outside the studio or you guys or i don't know what happened <laughs> uh, bottom line you guys are doing great uh congratulations and you get a fan here I'll be posting a picture later today. Uh, you'll be surprised. See ya. That sounds like that sounds hey like nudity. Now. We can't wait way. to be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for calling. That's actually really cool. Uh, Fruit Loops. I, I, so many of the Mandela effect that I was like, some of them I was like, eh, yeah. A couple of them though, I was like, no. Like Berenstein Bears. Berenstein Bears. Bears. That's for the me. one I'm stuck on. I'm still stuck on it. Uh, nation if you forgot the phone number if you forgot any of our social media just head to our website hysteria51.com fellas thank you for joining us joe ian it's been a pleasure it was an honor yeah, thanks, thanks for, for coming us. on ian i really appreciate it yeah, you're, you're both awesome. welcome you all had a great time I, I, you did, and we can't wait to have you back we can't wait to have you back on, on this show joe I, I can't wait to be back i know that i and thank you both by the way for sending me that schedule where you had said specifically in writing, here are the places we're offering for you to come back as often yeah, as possible. Yeah, as, as often as possible. It was so nice. It was, it, just, was, it was just an open calendar with nothing written on and, it because you're always well. And you're always well. And that will definitely continue beyond this day. And I respect both of your opinions on everything. That's great. That's great. <laughs> now, with all that said, I've been Brent. I'm Ian. I'm Joe. I've been John. And he's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? 
Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.